friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 44, Sasha talks with her close friend, Dr. Ali Nowitzki. The two discuss the reality of authentic friendship. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. I am so excited about the next two episodes. You're going to love them. I have an amazing guest who is one of my dearest and closest friends, and you're going to hear real talk from us today. But before we get into that, I want to encourage you. I know several of you listening may be struggling with something, primarily with work-life balance. And let me tell you, 90% of the women that I coach, I specifically address problems in the workplace, problems like, you know, failure to feel like they have control of their work life, overcommitment, negotiation issues, problems with leadership, problems with balancing their home life and their work life. I would say that's 90% of the issues that we coach through. So if you're going through something like that, if you're feeling meh in the workplace, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like you've lost the real you, I really want to encourage you to check out the Brave Enough Masterclass. I made the class for women who are busy, who have families, who have other responsibilities. So it's not like this other thing that you're going to be adding that you can't actually do and still do your real life. If you're wondering about it, just reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and I would love to answer your questions. We can even do a 15 minute free one-on-one coaching session. So email Sasha at becomebraveenough.com and I would love to enroll you in the masterclass. And now we're going to get into today's show. I have an amazing guest who's been on the show before, but she's back because we are talking about something that I see on social media, that I see in the news, that I see in in my daily work life, in my daily home life, in my family life, and that is friendships. And specifically, we're going to talk about the reality of having friendships with other women. So we're going to talk about girlfriends today, and we're going to get real about it. And I want to introduce my dear friend, Allie Novitsky, Dr. Allie Novitsky, to the show today. Welcome, Allie. Thank you so much for having me here. I just want to say that you are the reason that I am by myself with a cup of coffee and actually enjoying my Saturday morning versus making pancakes and French toast and cereal and all this other stuff. So thank you for having me. (laughs) I love that. And you are the reason that, um, number one, I feel empowered to help other women because you validated me very early in my um desire to kind of branch out and do different things in medicine. You are the reason that I have brave enough in so many ways that it's been successful because you were that friend that was, was constantly in my ear telling me I could do it, telling me that I could do something other than traditional academic medicine, which I love, but you're like, those two things are not exclusive. And so I just cannot think of anybody else that I would rather talk about friendship with. Um, It's, you know, you are one of my dearest and closest friends. You and like two other women who have been with me from the beginning. And you and I have a really interesting friendship story. (laughs) But before we get into that, um, tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners that don't know who you are, what you do. Yeah, great. This is awesome. So actually, I think it's really 
wonderful to talk about because, well, I'm Allie Novitsky and I am a trained neonatologist. However, recently I've gone 100% into my life coaching business, which is Mind Body Marriage. And the reason why I am 100% full time into my business has so much to do with you, Sasha. So you've been with me from the beginning when I was full time clinical neo working 24 hour shifts. And you said to me, yo, sis, you, you got to switch this up. This is not working for you. And then you encouraged me to go to non-clinical medicine. You actually billed it to me as this is a promotion. You know, I became a, a national medical director. And then you were there with me when I said, listen, I think I'm at a place where I'm ready to go home free with the business, because if I want to build it any further, I need to be a hundred percent in. And so right now what I'm doing is coaching women physicians. I have a, a course and essentially what I coach on is having a fit life. You know, I'm really, really big into fitness in the physical sense, but also recently now my big focus is on mental fitness, physical fitness, and also what we're talking about today, fit relationships. And so that's what I'm doing. And you are so successful at this and you are so good at this and you are so authentic. And I think that's why so many women are, are drawn to you is because you're of your authenticity. And I know that is the single reason why I asked you to do the show with me on friendships is because you and I have a very authentic, real friendship. It's not built on anything but reality. And, and the reason I think that we have that is be, and the proof of this is in the pudding. We have, as we just described, we have been with each other. We have lasted through transitions of our life, major transitions, right? And I think that that's so special. And that's why I asked you to discuss, let's get nitty and gritty about women and friendships. Because how often do we hear women are catty, women are mean to each other, women are competitive with each other, women don't, you know, like each other, women, there's not, you know, you can't really truly have a friendship with another woman that's going to last a lifetime. And I think I see that. I mean, don't you hear that a lot with the women you coach as well? Oh, a hundred percent. And typically before we find out the truth behind friendships and relationships, it's so easy to just think that, well, I'm just different. I'm just not the type of woman that's going to be able to have women friendships. I just don't (laughs) have women friendships. And it's so easy to just say that because then it gets you off the hook. But if you take a deep dive and you really figure out why, then you'll find that there's women out there that want to be your friend. Right. And then, and you also, realize, I mean, in my life, I've realized that there's times where like, maybe I'm not, I don't feel like you and I are connecting on the same wavelength, but it actually has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Yes. 90% of the time, it's really easy for me to be like, well, Allie just doesn't get what I'm going through today. But the -hmm. reality is that, you know, I'm not in a a good place mentally um, or emotionally or spiritually. And I'm projecting that. And so the cool thing about having an authentic friend like you is like just owning that with one another. Yeah. It's so funny, but at this point I know you so well that if I'm texting you and I'm getting a love heart on the picture or a two liner or a two worder sentence, <laughs> you know, I could make that mean Sasha doesn't have time for me, but I know you so well that what that means is you're in the OR transfusing blood and, you know, saving a life. That's I love what that you. Means. Can you just explain that to my husband? Cause like he's been with me for 20 some years and he doesn't get that, but you get that. <laughs> but what's interesting. I love it. 
<laughs> I love that you know that about me, that like you understand when I do the heart like on your picture and you're like super excited about something you send me and I give you back like just a dumb, you know, emoji that it doesn't mean like I don't love you and I'm not super excited to te- and then I'll text you later. But it's it means exactly what you said, like someone needs epinephrine. <laughs> And I'm probably giving it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty of it. It's it's just a lot of, I know, Sasha, a lot of what you talk about is vulnerability. And it's just that you're one of those people. You set the stage for it to be okay for me to be vulnerable and me to air my crap and just say, listen, this is who I am and not perfect. And because of that, you in turn also opened yourself up. And so now because of that, we just have that ability to be able to kind of know what's going on yes. for the and, other person. Yes. And, and so most people that know us, that meet us or that know of us on social media and know of our friendship, I think they've built this story about you and I that like <laughs> you and I have been friends since we were like, you know, in preschool and <laughs> we, and the reality is that, you know, it's funny because so many people will say to me, other women or other people I meet um, who know you through um, your social media will say, how, you know, so how long, how did you guys meet? And when I tell people, well, we met on the internet, like they just are like, what? <laughs> and the, the, my favorite thing is when people ask me how far do I live from you? Because clearly I live in Nebraska too. <laughs> and do I work at the med center? <laughs> so the truth is that the, that you and I met on the internet, we met in a group with like 5,000 women in this group, right? We met in the fitness yep. group. And what's funny is um, that was actually the very first women physician group I ever was in. I was actually really only in a, one other group, which was the fitness group. And I loved this group. And I was drawn to you immediately through the group. I was like, okay, this, first of all, for people listening, Allie is hilarious. Okay. She has an amazing sense of humor and, and you had the ability through your posts to just be real. I just saw that you were very real. Like some days you would post, you know, pictures of you with an eight pack. And then other days you would be like, okay, this is me today. And this is what I'm dealing with. (laughs) But it was, you were so approachable and real. And I was like, I really like this lady. And so I travel. So you and I became friends literally through that group. And I'll never forget the first Mm -hmm. time we've like FaceTimed. I oh think we gosh. did. I think we did an on-call workout together over FaceTime. I'm oh my fairly gosh, we certain. Did. So you were at the hospital on a weekend in-house overnight, and I was in the hospital on a weekend um, in-house. And there was like a you know two-hour span where we were both like waiting for patients or something. And I was like, I'm. I just feel like I need to do some burpees. And you're like, Do you want to FaceTime and work out? Do you remember this? And we literally I do remember this. <laughs> Because I had just put an art line in a little baby and I was so proud of it because the kid was so small. And I remember like, I was, I was like pumped. So I was ready for a workout. (laughs) So like, you know, this is you and I in 2000, what would that be? 15. Um, and we were, you know, working, we're talk about well-being. here we are in the hospital in scrubs, both in between patients. And we're like, let's bust out some burpees in the call room. over FaceTime. Let's do a workout. We did like, we did a bunch of pushups and we did burpees and we did air squats. I still remember that. And so Me too. we just totally connected. And I felt, I just knew in my heart that you were going to be one of my closest friends for life. Like I just knew it instantly. And so what happened was I 
belong to an organization, a board that meets twice a year in Philadelphia. And I was going to Philadelphia to meet. And normally I meet with the faculty the night before and we have like a dinner. And I remember thinking like, okay, I got to, I'm not going to go to the dinner with the faculty because I got to meet Allie. Like I got to meet this lady. And I was like, okay, <laughs> do you want to so spend great. the night at the written house with me? Which is <laughs> sounding hysterical. Like we were dating. <laughs> and so I was like, Hey, cause you know, it's, it takes time for you to come down to Philly to the city. And I was like, Hey, just, just let's go to dinner and you can just like totally spend the night in the hotel room. And then you can get up and go to work in the morning. And I thought, okay, how crazy is this that I've never actually met this woman in real life, but we are like, we totally, I just knew, right? Like I just knew. Oh my gosh. But this is so funny. Cause here's the recap. We met on the internet. The first time we met face to face in person was in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> like we are, we're pretty like, we're pretty, you know, awesome. I mean, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> I mean, that if that's not millennial, like I'm not a millennial, you're not a millennial, but let's just say that, you know, as much as you and I are like facing our forties, we are like, I'm in my forties. You're, you're not yet, but like you're facing it. Like that's a pretty like hipster thing to do. I'm really proud of us actually. Well, okay. I'm really proud of us, but like the thing I'm really proud of is we didn't even freak out and we still slept in the same bed. (laughs) And how many times have we done this since? Like, this is like our thing. Like I come to Philly, we always go to dinner. We spend the night in the house and then we go our separate ways in the morning. (laughs) It's like the walk of shame the next morning. (laughs) I mean, we have, and it's so funny because we only have like three hours together, but we make it count. We like talk about everything at dinner, right? Like we catch up and then, and so then we actually, so that was the first time we met, which we thought was a funny thing to share on the podcast. But since that time, we have gone on trips together. We work together. We collaborate on different projects together. Um, We put on conferences together. We do retreats together. We do a lot of stuff together. And what has resulted in that is a real friendship, right? A hundred percent. And it's allowed us to, I think one of the things that has been difficult for me um, from the beginning is finding that other woman or friend that I could really 100% trust Mm -hmm. and not worry about me showing my true self, my best self, because I know that you're not going to be jealous about it or you're not going to just potentially, you know, leave me um, if I excel at something. And that I had to put that out there because I know a lot of women that I do coach come, come up with that. They say, well, I don't want to be too good because I want to fit in. And if I'm too Mm. good, I'm not going to fit in. So why do you think that it works with us? I think it works with us because number one, I have to say from my end, you have laid it out there. You have said, there's more to you, Allie, go get it you've almost encouraged me to be better than I am, which makes me think, okay, if I'm good now, she thinks, she thinks that that's great. And she's, she's not threatened and she's accepting me, but yet she's telling me to be even better. And Mm -hmm. I feel, and I hope that you feel the same way that I am like, Sasha's unreal. She's amazing. But guess what? Like I want her to blow her own mind. I want her to do even more. You know, and so I just feel like we just are in each other's corner so much because there's just that understanding 
there's that trust and there's that unconditional love. Yes, yes, yes. I And I feel like I'm getting, I, it's hard for me not to get emotional because I feel like, you know, you know, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, like, you know, the, the days where I'm just being like, I, I'm not in a good place and I'm not like thinking objectively about a situation or, and I'm, I'm quick to judge or I'm really down on myself or I'm just letting negative thoughts totally override my, my mental being. And, you know, the thing that I love about you is like, as much as you tell me like, you're amazing, you can do this, go for it. Yes, you can do that. I would tell you if that was a dumb idea, it's not go for it. You also are the first person to be like, Sash, you got to get out of your head right now. Let's, let's talk about that thought and let's break it down because actually that's not true. And I'll never forget, (laughs) like, this is just a funny example. I mean, you're constantly doing that for me, which is so, that's a real friend, right? A real friend is not just always going to tell you what you want to hear. A real friend is going to tell you the truth. And you have to be vulnerable enough to love that person, even when they tell you the truth, because the truth sometimes isn't always good. I mean, I remember, I mean, this is just a funny example. One time I was in a really bad place with my body and I was just body shaming myself constantly. And I'm sure as someone who knows all about this, like, you know, the science of it, this is your jam. This is not my jam. This is your jam. And (laughs) you, I'm sure you were like, oh my gosh, I want to smack her. But I remember sending you a picture of myself and I was like, look at this. I look terrible. I have this, you know, fat roll here and this stretch mark here. (laughs) Your response was like, I actually saved your response. And I look back at it to make myself laugh when I feel bad about myself. And you're like, I'm sorry, you're pretty. I'm sorry, you're pretty. Yeah, it's, it's a tough thing, like, And you're like, really? Really? Because at that point, that's actually what I needed to hear. Like, I needed to smack. Like, I needed to hear, like, stop whining. Stop being so dramatic about this. Like, get, step back and look at yourself. And it's true. Like, that's what I needed. Like, like I didn't need, like... Oh, I'm so sorry you feel that. Like I needed a smack. Like I needed a good old alley, you know, Philly, like I'm going to smack you upside your head and get and make you see reality for what it really is. And, you know, that's what I love about you. And that's what I love about our friendship is we can be really real with each other, but we also know when to call each other out. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I can uh, I'll never forget the time where. Um, you know, I was really going back and forth and I can remember, um, I was really going back and forth on this job. Like, do, do I, this is when I was in clinical medicine. Do I do the non, do I do the non-clinical role? And I kept saying, yeah, but what are people going to think? You know, I'm not going to be practicing full-time in clinical medicine. And I know a lot of people deal with that now. And I remember you just saying to me, okay, you need to just take it back to basics get a grip. Do you realize that like get a grip? <laughs> I think you said get a grip several times. And then you said like, you need to look at this, like what more is out there? This is a promotion. And like, just, I mean, this is one example. And I know I brought it up before, but even in terms of, you know, before I met you, Sasha, I'd go out on date night and I'd be like, throw my hair in a ponytail and I'd have my Lululemons on. And I'm like, okay, baby, I'm ready for a date. Don't I look sexy? And I can, I'll never forget. You're like, 
I think it's when I picked you up at the airport. You're like, we got to go shopping. <laughs> you took me shopping. No joke. You took me into anthropology and you were like, I swear a tornado through that store. You were like pulling things. You're like, you need this. You need this. You need this. You're way too hot to wear what you're wearing. You need this and this and this. And then no, you, you throw that away. You need this. And so you are the reason why now I make an effort to look good. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I've always had my own style. I've always been sporty. I've, I've always looked fine. But I think it's you that really said, like, you're more than just the gym. You're sexy. Like, you need to dress that way. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you know, we're talking about friendships. But I'll tell you what, in terms of my relationship, my husband was like, what the hell? This is amazing. <laughs> and so you... Totally put the spice like kind of back into our relationship. And it totally, I would say from that point on, just by meeting you and by me saying, oh my gosh, like, look at the way she rolls. I'm going to roll like her. I want to be like her. That's awesome. And for me to be okay telling you like, Sasha, I want to be like you, um, totally brought my relationship to a whole different level. It gave me confidence. Well, and I love that. I love that you and I give each other confidence because how often have there been times where I have really been struggling with something and I tend to, my biggest struggle in life is accepting myself as I am and not, you know, emotionally eating and giving myself grace. And you are so good for me and you've coached me through so many different struggles of life that, that to help my, to help me avoid like going to food always. And you have been really good, but that, but you know what? I wouldn't, if I hadn't, if I don't share those hard things with you, like I wouldn't have gotten the gift of having you help me through those things. Right. And like, mm -hmm. if you hadn't shared with me, like I wouldn't be able to be like, dude, you got to dress up. Like I'm going to help you dress up because you are drop dead gorgeous. You got to dress like beautiful because you are beautiful. And like now, like I don't ever tell you what to wear or anything. You have your own amazing style, but like that was always in you. I could just see it. And I think you've been able to see things in me that I couldn't see in myself, but it starts with what you said, vulnerability, right? Yep. So, yep. and so let's talk about a love language between friends, because I think like sometimes we think about love languages always between like spouses or couples or partners, but really I think one of the things that you and I wanted to talk about today is it's just not, it's not like there's just this one girlfriend out there that like, you're just dying to meet. And once you find this one friend, everything will be perfect. It takes work. Right. And part yes. of that, just like a marriage, it takes work to have good friendships. And part of that is understanding each other's love language. hundred percent, hundred percent. The other thing too, is that we sometimes have this thing called the shelf. It's the shelf phenomenon. And it's when you have a friend and they do something that you don't really like and you're just done with them. You're like, well, okay, she showed her real colors. She's going on the shelf, mm. right? And it's easy to do that. It is so very easy to do that. And so the key to avoiding that is that both parties have to be on the same page. Yes. You have to be willing to work through whatever it is that has definitely upset, you know, one of you or both of you. And usually you have the desire to want to work through it when you have the, the trust that comes with mm. what you just said, Sasha, about being vulnerable with each other. Yes. I love that you just said that, that you, that it's not about 
perfection. It's about having trust and vulnerability. And so, okay, talk to me about like, I know what your love language is. (laughs) And I know what your love language is. (laughs) Okay, this is my favorite. Because honestly, I think it's pretty amazing how we discovered our love languages. Because... Okay, I don't know. Do you want to tell the story or should I? Because it's, it's my favorite. Okay, no, you tell it. Okay. So, <laughs> Sasha and I, you know, we, I can remember, you know, we were, everything going along great. And then I had a little thing for my business. And I have to tell you that me personally, I just grew up in a way where you don't talk about what you do, really. You kind of keep things to yourself. Um, a lot of that has to do with what I said before. I was always worried about telling people what I was doing because I didn't want it to come across as bragging. Mm -hmm. So I came from a very small town, a very poor town, really not a lot of money. And it's not that we had a ton of money, but we did okay. And I remember I would have to hide everything because I didn't want other people to feel bad. So I'm just telling you that, that I tend to hold things in. So getting back, I had a little business event. And I never told Sasha about it. Never told her about it. I I briefly mentioned it, but I didn't actually tell her kind of the details of it. Well, (laughs) Sasha finds out about this on social media. And so what happened was it looked as though I just didn't want to let Sasha in. It, It looked as though, gosh, she's my best friend, but I didn't tell her about something really important that was going on in my business. And so what happened is we learned a lot about each other through this. And yes. so just I'll turn it over to you, Sasha. But what I found out is Sasha's love language is that she wants to know what's going on with me by mm-hmm. me telling her what's going on in my life and what I'm dealing with and all those things. She feels love. So it's the mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. that really drives her to feel loved. Yes. And like... So it's funny because like, I knew when I, when I, that I, I kind of knew why you didn't tell me, like I knew there, there was probably because you're a super humble person and you, you're not a bragger. Like that's just not who you are. You are a servant. Okay. Your love language is taking care of people. So like if you go to Allie's home, she will wait on you hand and foot to the point where I'm like, can you please sit down and drink champagne with me? because this is you like she is the servant she is the most amazing hostess like I can't even describe what an amazing host she is and she throws the best parties and she has the most beautiful home and she cooks the best food and that's her love language but my love language is like spending time one-on-one and talking and knowing everything about Allie like I feel my, my closest friends, I need to know, I need to know about them. And I feel like if someone else knows something about them, even if it's something stupid, like they got a new car, or they got whatever, it makes me feel excluded. And like, I, they don't trust me enough to tell me. So yeah. I knew when I saw that, like, okay, she probably didn't tell me because she didn't want to make me brag. She didn't want to feel like she was bragging, but I felt like, oh my gosh, I want to know. I want to celebrate with her. I want to be so proud of her. I want to post about it. I want to like share in the excitement because that is my love language. And so you and I were both really glad that this happened yeah, because it was an opportunity for us to like break it down. Talk. We didn't run from it. 
Like, no, we faced it head on. We were like, okay, I know you're frustrated with me. I can tell that you're withdrawing from me. Let's get on the phone and let's hash this out. And like, it was so good. It was. And so we share that because people probably see us, Allie, and they probably think like they never fight. They have this perfect friendship, you know? And so that's what like, we were glad that it happened. So glad. And the thing I want to point out is this is what, this is what I got out of it. This is what was beautiful to me about this whole situation. So I'm texting. So, okay. The night that I had this business event retreat, I was like, had this pit in my stomach. I'm like, what in the heck is this pit in my stomach? And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't tell Sasha about this. And now like, I, I don't know, Sasha just came to my mind. So then the next day as I'm texting her, you know, her texts weren't her even, I'm in the OR text. It wasn't like just the little heart or the two-liner. It was like hours would go by and then there'd be like, not a two-word sentence, but a one-word sentence. And then finally I was like, I feel like I've upset you. And she was totally upfront. And she's like, yeah, I'm hurt. So literally the next best thing that happened, we so we were kind of like, okay, we know we need to talk. Well, we get on the phone together and it was, I didn't even plan this and nothing. I, we get on the phone together. I hear her voice and suddenly I feel comfort. I hear mm-hmm. Sasha's voice. I feel comfort. And I can remember saying, Sasha, literally, if I've done something so bad that you just like can't get over it. I will do everything it takes to make you realize how much I love you. I love you no matter what. And I just need to hear everything. I can remember saying that. I know you did. And it, it, it instantly set us at ease and see what we didn't say was like, Oh no, you didn't hurt my feelings because we both had hurt feelings, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we didn't fake it. Like that's the thing we didn't, we weren't passive aggressive and ignoring each other. We weren't, we were just dead on about it. And so I think that that itself, how to deal with disagreements, how to get past those hard times and how friends can help you find the real you. I think it's so important that we're going to do this in two episodes. So we're going to close up right now. And I hope that you guys listening enjoyed this. And I want you to tune in for the next episode because the next episode, we're going to get even farther into how to address disagreements and how friends are protective against burnout. So thank you for listening. And as always, live brave and tune in to the next show. This has been an HSG production.